Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Purple Pill Podcast. Today we're going to cut through some of the noise that makes the news so unbearable these days. I often find myself misinformed when I just read a few articles and exhausted when I read them all. So today I'm going to break down some of the big things going on in the news this week without any of that right-left rhetoric that melts your brains. So without further ado, here is the news without the noise. Okay, so first in the big news uh, of the week, I know you've all been dying to hear even more about. This week there was a collaborated effort by Reddit users to screw the short sellers on Wall Street and stick it to the man. By pumping up the share price of certain stocks, all they had to do was outright buy and hold the shares of these companies, which can be easily done on free platforms like Robinhood without any sophisticated knowledge of the stock market. Buying and holding these positions drives up the price of each share, which causes the short sellers to be forced to abandon their positions and take their losses. Right now, the r slash Wall Street Bets Reddit page is causing the real Wall Street to lose literally billions of dollars overnight across various hedge funds that held the, sh- held the short position on these companies. Most of the action on Reddit is completely illegal, but of course, Wall Street is currently working on how to make their actions retroactively illegal because, well, that's what sore losers do. Currently, Wall Street is sorting out how to use the law to punish people for daring to challenge them, and in the meantime, they're getting all their puppets in the trading corporations like Robinhood, E-Trade, Webull, and Financial Corp to put a stop to the price hike by having them remove the ability to buy shares in the various companies that are being pumped up right now. Additionally, they're going to the extra effort to pressure communications networks like Discord and social media companies like Reddit to censor communications between average individuals who, as far as we can tell right now, have not broken the law. So much for free speech. With all that said, I think I need to make the point here uh, that a lot of people seem to be missing right now. Uh, First, I just want to be clear that I am not giving financial advice in any way. This is just my opinion. Do whatever you want, but I think it's wise to consider the following. Okay, just because there's a run on GameStop right now does not mean you should go get some GameStop stock. Yes, the price may rise even more and you could potentially make money, but with the crazy speculation like this, these companies are way overvalued and it's impossible to know exactly when they're going to return to a reasonable value. They cannot stay this high forever. It's just not going to happen. Eventually, shareholders are going to have to take their profits and move on. And when they do, it will likely happen very quickly, and someone will be holding the chips when they fall. These are companies. They own assets, and they provide a good or a service that brings in revenue every year. That's essentially the brass tacks of what makes stocks valuable. Owning stocks in these companies gives you a stake in the success of the company by having a legal claim to the undertakings that the company makes. If the company has a lot of assets that can be sold off in the worst-case scenario, and those assets are valuable enough to justify the price you pay per share compared to the overall number of shares that exist, then it can sometimes make sense to hold the stock. Um, or additionally, you know, if these companies have been capturing large segments of the market, meaning that people want to buy what they're selling, then it can sometimes make sense to buy and hold their shares, even if they don't have assets which match their share prices. But uh, it just depends. It only makes sense when you're assuming that the company is going to be able to increase their revenue substantially in the years to come because you're, you're essentially betting on their ability to produce sizable profits at some point, which will then tangibly make your shares valuable to traditional investors. So for the next story in the news this week, yet another congressperson has been exposed once again for using their knowledge of how government will distribute funds to personally enrich themselves. This person will not surprise you since most of the country, whether you lean left or right, will recognize the name. That person is, drumroll please, Nancy Pelosi, of course. She bought shares of Tesla recently. Meanwhile, Congress is working on increasing subsidies to companies like Tesla in the effort to move away from fossil fuels. How green of them. I would actually be shocked if she hasn't been sort of caught for this before. I mean, she has a net worth of approximately $120 million. She's the seventh richest person in Congress, and she's a career politician. 
To be fair, most of her net worth likely comes from her husband who owns and operates Financial Leasing Services Incorporated, a real estate and venture capital investment and consulting firm in San Francisco. I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I can't help but wonder if Nancy's knowledge of where federal funds will be spent has anything to do with the success of his investments. Seems like a conflict of interest there uh, that she's a congressperson and specifically the most powerful member of Congress directly involved in the allocation of government funds. But who asked me? So anyways, you might be thinking, well, so what? It's not illegal for Nancy Pelosi to own stocks. All members of Congress own stocks. But that's exactly the point. It certainly should be illegal for them to own stocks because of the clear conflict of interest there. It should not. It should at least be illegal to own shares of companies that will directly benefit from funds appropriated by Congress. Here's some of the committees that she sits on, just for reference. Appropriations, budget, ways and means, financial services, and small business, just to name a few. If you're unfamiliar with how Congress works, it's important to note there that the committees that a member of the House sits on uh, is directly correlated with the power that that representative wields. She's on all of the major committees that allocate funds, which makes her directly responsible for choosing which companies will win subsidies. That's a clear conflict of interest, and it should absolutely not be allowed. So on to the next story in the, in the news this week. Uh, Everyone needs to be taking this seriously. We cannot let Facebook win. Uh, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, of course, was in the news this week for his comments during a Facebook shareholder meeting in which he called out Apple for recent updates uh, to their operating system, which will, quote, require users to opt in to add tracking features, unquote. Oh, the humanity. How could they? How could they do that? It's so evil of Apple to respect people's privacy rights. Be People have to choose whether or not Facebook's allowed to commodify them now. I just can't live in a world like this. So by default, Zuck is no longer allowed to profit off frying our brains with conspiracy theories. He can no longer pump misleading information that makes us hate each other into the mainstream either. Uh, and Apple's just honestly engaging in anti-competitive business tactics here. They're a direct competitor with Facebook, according to uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. Regulators must put a stop to this. You know, the same ones who uh, allowed Facebook to decimate their competition in every single way, uh, not by competing, but by directly targeting and destroying anyone who dare take part in their market. It's their market, and don't you forget it, unless you're Instagram, in which case we'll buy you out, you know? You already, you already captured all the users. We'll just buy you out. Just buy you out. What do you say? This is an absolutely ridiculous claim for Zuck to be making because, of course, this always should have been an opt-in thing. It just got so out of hand uh, that by the time anyone even knew that this is what was happening and that we were constantly being tracked, it was just too late to do anything because all these major companies were just too deeply invested in it continuing. Uh, and so here we are today. As an Apple user, I'm very pleased with this development, and I'll continue to purchase their overpriced iPhones every time they add a new lens to the back of the camera. Uh, if it's for nothing else than just to show my support for their stance on privacy rights, I'll do it. So anyways, on to the last story uh, in the news this week. We're going to go way back to the time when some random billionaire no one had ever heard of somehow killed himself. You know the one where the footage uh, from his cell magically disappeared? His cellmate happened to be out on a sabbatical, and the guards were just too busy playing among us to even notice. The guy who totally killed himself. You know that guy? Come on, guys. Let's not engage in crazy conspiracy theories here. This stuff all adds up, and unless we have proof, we're just crazy for thinking otherwise. But I digress. Here's the story. On Monday, the Wall Street Journal released an article declaring that Leon Black, the CEO of Apollo Global Management, would be stepping down following an independent review of Mr. Black's business dealings with Jeffrey Epstein. The report found, quote, larger than expected financial ties to Epstein, but nonetheless concluded that the relationship was for, quote, legitimate advice on trust and estate tax planning that proved to be of significant value to Mr. Black and his family, unquote. Jeffrey Epstein was a former high school teacher turned financial experts somehow. You just have to wonder how that transformation occurred. 
It might have something to do with the deep ties that Epstein was able to establish between all of the world's financial and political ruling class. And it's, and maybe Mr. Black did get some real financial advice from Jeffrey Epstein, but Jeffrey Epstein clearly got his knowledge about the financial world as a form of payment from other members of the ruling class. So what did he do for them exactly to get this information? He, he didn't have any background in finance. He got it from them. The only conclusion that makes any sense to me is that they were paying him. They were paying Epstein to use his private island to abuse and traffic sex slaves, who were also minors, by the way, as if sex slaves wasn't bad enough. And so with that, uh, we conclude the News Without the Noise segment of the show. If you like the segment or have any thoughts about any of the stories, leave me a comment and let me know. If I missed anything or need to fix anything that I've stated incorrectly, please let me know so I can make sure to fix it and make it right. I'm very grateful for those of you who take the time to watch this show. I want to be someone you can trust and be straightforward with you with honest information and credible sources. If I'm not doing that, then I just don't deserve your support. So uh, please like and subscribe if you liked it. And uh, with that, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.